Greetings, friends, and welcome to Taking a Deep Breath, Stories of Transitions and Triumphs. I'm your girl and your host, Lavana Floriel, of this podcast series that discusses these moments of inspiration. You see, life requires us to reflect, and often those reflections come by taking a deep breath. It's in these deep breath moments do we come across what I like to call as aha, you know that light bulb that goes off? It's when a sudden realization, inspiration, recognition, or comprehension of an event or events in your life that can lead to growth. So today's episode features a guest, a friend, a confidant, and just a really inspiring woman that I have known for close to 40 years. In fact, she was my college teammate during our Lady Vol days at the University of Tennessee. Today, I welcome my friend, Frederica Tokpanway. Welcome, Freddie. That's what I call her, Freddie. Welcome. Thank you for having me here on your podcast. (laughs) So we're just going to have a conversation and we're just going to let this just roll. There's not going to be any like perfection about this. We're just going to have a talk about this wonderful woman and her own podcast series that I just have loved. And I'm just so excited to introduce you to her and have her talk to you about what's happening for, for herself. But before we do that, Freddie, I think what I would love for you to do is to think about three or four adjectives that you would use to describe yourself. Transformative, inspirational, and empowered. Wow. So tell us why. Why, do you, why are all of those three words, these wonderful words that you use to describe yourself? Well, I say transformative is because I've been doing, I guess for the last, definitely the last five years, I've been doing some really deep work in transforming myself to a different level of thinking, you know, thinking from that, changing my mindset from negative or debilitating to just more impactful and hopeful. Okay. So do you think that you can tell us a little bit about your background? I mean, I've known you since our days at Tennessee. We were track and field athletes at Tennessee. She was a heptathlete. And if you don't know what a heptathlete is, can you tell us? Sure. I was a heptathlete, a multi-eventer. So basically in a heptathlon is seven events. You have the 100-meter hurdles. You have the shot put, the javelin, the long jump, the high jump, the 800. And I'm missing something. And the and the, four, and the 200. <laughs> well, it's been a while, so, you know. Right. And so we started our years together at the University of Tennessee, where I was mostly a hundred hurdler. And we have traveled through each other's lives, building memories, watching our families grow, watching our children grow. And from the days of Tennessee to, you know, there's so many things that have happened in between the days of Tennessee and where you are now. Tell us a little bit about your career and that career path that you took once you left college. Yeah, once I left left college, I immediately went into the workforce. I became a social worker. I didn't even realize, but I've always had a knack to just help people. So my first job in the workforce was a social worker. And then after the social work, I became a NYPD police officer for about four years. And then I ended my work career by completing 23 years as a uh, Port Authority police officer. A police woman. Can you believe it? A police. 
No, and a New York City policewoman. Yes, Ooh, girl, yes, I got you. Ma'am. Bet you there's some stories you can tell me. Oh my God. Plenty, plenty. <laughs> <laughs> well, Freddie, also, what I love about her is she's done a phenomenal job of raising this wonderful black queen that I just have the utmost respect for in terms of, I just love who Ashai is. I just love what you poured into her. You want to tell us just a little bit about your princess? Yeah, well, I just thank God just for giving me an opportunity to mother a beautiful daughter, Ashaya. Ashaya has just been just an inspiration just to my life. And uh, yes, Ashaya is like a better version of myself. Whatever I lacked that, whatever I lacked when I was a young child, I try to pour into Ashaya so that she can have the agency to make better choices and better decisions and just show up, you know, just more empowered and inspired than I was at that at a young age. Oh, how awesome is that? So, this podcast is really to talk about stories of transitions and triumphs. And so we've already talked about who you were in the workforce, gave a little bit of who you are as a mom, have adjectives to go alongside of who you see yourself as, but you're doing something that actually has inspired me. The reason why I'm doing this podcast is it comes birthed out of all the discussions that we have about your, not just your podcast, your book, your website, all the things that you're doing. And I love this title. Please tell me that I have it right. Debunking the myth of a superwoman. Absolutely. Yes. yes. I love, <laughs> man, that is a powerful, powerful topic. So we're going to spend just a little bit, just like peeling back the layers on that. And I guess my first question is, how did you come to that topic? For most of my life, I've been just kind of seen as this supergirl, superwoman. I believe because I've had that you know, platform early on in that sport of track and field, being one of the top junior athletes in my younger days, I feel that everybody just always saw me as a superwoman and I just kind of went on with that. But what I realized was a lot of times, even though I was looked upon as a superwoman, I wasn't feeling like a superwoman, but I hid that side. So just throughout the course of my life, I realized that there was a lot of hidden things and I just wanted to just be more transformative. I believe just as women, we are showing up just so powerful, but I just wanted to just make it okay to show that side when we're not feeling okay, when we don't have all the answers, when we're weak, when we want to cry. So debunking the myth of a superwoman is just about showing up as a superwoman, but yet let's deal with those hidden weaknesses, you know, or those hidden, maybe shameful times that we may have. So when you talk about myths, can you give us anything specific that, you know, not without revealing totally what your your journey is in terms of what you're going to be doing with your podcast, but is there anything that you can share with us about a particular myth that you're trying to debunk? Well, for example, let's just say like a superwoman is always known as someone that has it all together. That is not the case. There's many times when I just cannot figure it out, but I may show up as if I have it all figured out. So is there anything specific that you can share with us where you've seen that? I mean, because I think the audience, you know, we can draw from others' personal experience, right? So when I talked about the when it's over moment and how that was really difficult for me to transform myself from this elite athlete to whatever the next stages in my life were, is there anything that you are willing to share with us about the myth that you were trying to bust up? I mean, like, for example, for me personally, you're an imposing woman, meaning that you're pretty tall, you're pretty broad. And oftentimes in life, when we see women like that, we think, I always said it, you're one of the strongest women I've ever known, not realizing that just like any other person, you've had challenges in your life that you've had to, you know, travail through. So is there any 
thing that you might be able, a story you might be able to tell us that will help us with this myth? Well, just one example. I've lost my parents at a very young age. By the time I was 18 years old, I had my mother and my father had passed. So I'm showing up again in this life like everything's okay. But during that time in my life, I felt abandoned. I felt unprotected and I felt very vulnerable, but I wasn't showing up in that way. I wasn't looking that way, but deep down inside, I was feeling that way and nobody knew because I was hiding that part of me. Yeah. And I had no idea this, right. this would have been when you came to college and, exactly. you know, and again, I saw you as it's probably because of the New York thing, right? Mm-hmm. You know how people are when they think of people from New York, you know, they, they're strong, they're no nonsense. They don't take anything, but ultimately over the years, I find out that that was a, that was a hard time in your life. Can you talk a little bit about what, being recruited and going to the University of Tennessee did for you in terms of maybe helping you to to work through some of those challenges, you know, losing your parents? You know, what being recruited was a blessing in disguise. You know, we always look at the difficult things that we are going through, but in the midst of me losing my parents, God always provided a way from a way out of no way for me in that I received a full athletic scholarship. So that afforded me an opportunity now to go to college and get my education. Even though I didn't have any parents, opportunities were still available to me. So I thought that just was a you know, great stepping stone for me and I took advantage of it. I came to college with a, a different agenda because I knew back home I didn't have my parent, the parental support, I should say. My siblings was there, but they were doing the best they can without our parent, without no parents. So just having that opportunity of going to college, it afforded me an opportunity that I don't think I wouldn't have gotten if I wasn't in that sport of track and field. Yeah, and when you mentioned your siblings, I know that, that has <laughs> always been the thing. I bring it up all the time. So that's why she's looking at me like, here it comes. Because <laughs> it has always impressed me that she is the youngest of... 16 children. Yes, I'm the youngest of 16 kids. 11 boys and 5 girls. Yes. 16. <laughs> just the thought of your mom birthing 16 children, just yes. like, whew, that makes me take a, a deep breath. As a matter of fact, I think we need to send a clap to your mama for that. 16 children? Yep. Woo. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. God bless her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right, so moving on, when we're talking about aha moments, can you share with us like any of your own aha moments? Those, you know, where you just like, oh, I get it. Like where you have a revelation or where you come to, you know, like an inspiration or maybe even the inspiration for your your podcast or your book and everything that you're going to be doing with this goal you have. I think the thing, the aha moment for me, again, in establishing debunking the myth of a superwoman, it was just all about, again, just being authentic. If we can really just be authentic and, and, and put those, those things that we identify as shameful in front, then they no longer have power over us. It's just about exposing the very things that we have described or have, we have put in our life as hurdles or things of that nature. But once I started actually showcasing them and put them in the limelight, sort of speak, they became easy to deal with. It's just like a bully. Once you expose the bully's weaknesses or, you know, things of that nature, they, they no longer have the power over you because now you you decided or I decided to challenge that very thing or expose that very thing that I felt was a superpower in my life. 
Well, I want to share a aha moment. I mean, there have been many that we have talked over these last four years. I've, I've been more transparent. You've been transparent. And we have had some really good, deep conversations. And again, sometimes she'll say something to me and I will say, hey, wait a minute. Wait a second. Let me write this down. And this one has really stuck out with me. So it was an aha moment for me. It's when you said, stop taking the current Lavana and the lessons learned and stop judging the past Lavana of the new lessons that were learned. That's an aha moment. Right. I think, again, especially with us having a relationship so long, like we can just use us as an example. I think we know people and we deal with people from when we first meet them. And when a person first met me there, again, they see in me as a strong person, but I actually had a different mindset. Like I said, I was feeling unprotected. I was feeling abandoned. So, you know, I was showing up. I was looking like I was strong, but I wasn't strong. So I, for a long time, I never had the leeway with Lavana to show myself differently, right? Mm-hmm. So that's like kind of a situation. So she always dealt me based on a person she saw when she we first went to University of Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, you're so, right, right. You're right. And so that means that I've gone through the entire friendship mm-hmm. up until four or five years ago, which is what, 40, 35 years right. of going through the same ideas of who I saw this person as. Now, let's be clear. I didn't know there was something else different. I just know what I had, the storyline that I had created in my mind. But when you said that to me about judging myself so harshly based on what I know now, that was like, that's how I felt. Like, oh man, because I do that all the time. As a matter of fact, I think we all do this, you know, a lot. And we don't give ourselves the leadway to to grow and to forgive ourselves for who we were leading up to the new person or the new aha moments that we're figuring out in life. So what do you do in your life to take a deep breath? How do you come to a take a deep breath moment? Oh, like I said, so many things. So I can one thing I can I attribute all of my my healing to God. I'm a Christian woman and I have really just put God at the forefront of my life. And just again, just really looking at my looking my old self in the face, you know, rebelling against the old Frederica, you know, saying, you know what, I'm not gonna go back to who I was. You're going to deal with the weaknesses. You're going to deal with the things that you're shameful of. And you're going to transform yourself based on doing the work. So doing the work meant being more vulnerable. Doing the work meant, you know, talking, you know, going back and telling the people who who I really was, how I really felt. Doing the work really meant telling stories about horrific things that happened to me, about my traumas, about things that occurred to me that created this woman that everybody sees. Hmm. I I like that. I I like what you had to say. Well, as we get closer to ending this discussion, I would want to give you a chance to tell the audience about your podcast, your website, you know, what you have going on and how they can find you and where they can find you. Yes, my podcast is called Debunking the Myth of a Superwoman. You can find it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And basically my Instagram is I am Frederica. I have links to, to my podcast on the link on that that platform as well as well as my website and again it's just it's just i debunking the myth of the superwoman it's just a podcast you know again i want to just be transparent i want to make be transparent okay i want to just give my audience take them on a journey basically in knowing who they are and empowering them to summon and ignite their authentic superpower yes it's okay to be superwoman it's okay to show up superwoman but 
Are you showing up as a superwoman really with have dealing with those hidden issues? Like it's okay, I just wanted to share my stories of pitfalls and triumphs and you know, share other individuals who, who are looked upon as that superhero or as that superwoman who has it all together. And just really just be authentic with that individual because there's a lot of women out there that's thinking that they're not doing right or they're not making it or they don't have what it takes. And I want to let them know that, you know, it's okay. Some of us are showing up in life, look like we have it all together, but we're still wounded from past hurt, pain, and depression. So I'm hoping that sharing my stories, you know, I have a lot of past trauma and not to compare one to another, but to showing them, letting them know, listen, I've been through some heartache and I kind of made it, so possibly you can make it as well. That's excellent. That's excellent. I am so proud of her and so excited for what she's doing. And I'm so thankful that you spent some time with me today on my podcast, Taking a Deep Breath. And I feel like every time I talk to you, I get some aha moments. So thank you, Freddie. Thank you for having me.